0: All right. Welcome, everyone. I am really happy today. We have a special guest. We have someone who's going to be talking to us all about following your gut unapologetically. Our um, I actually love that topic, but our guest speaker is uh, Jeanette Marroquin. Is that how you say your last name? Yes. Marroquin. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and read her bio. So Jeanette, who uses she, hers, pronouns is a 25-year-old professor and business owner. Yes. Her purpose in life is to help people in any way that she is able to do so. As a DACA scholar, Jeanette has had the privilege to earn a master's degree. As a professor of communication studies at Cal State LA, she teaches young minds. Jeanette extends the knowledge to people who do not have access to education. Her business, and this I'm, I don't think I can pronounce <laughs> atelier. <starving. laughs> how do you say that atelier of course okay atelier staffing provides people with employment in the hospitality industry everything is possible and follow your gut unapologetically that's great thank you for coming welcome to the podcast thank you for having me I'm super excited to to be here and chat with you awesome so Yeah, just to kind of get us started, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you, your background, backstory, your trajectory, just anything you wanna share about how you became who you are today. Okay, well, um, I like to think that my story
1: is very simple. I come from a loving home, a loving family, both my parents, my siblings, uh, my grandmother, grandfather. And my life, I was always told, go after whatever you want. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's good, we'll support you. So that gave me the ability to feel comfortable, to take on many things. And if I didn't like it, it was okay for me to let it go and start something new. So as a kid, I was taught that. So I was born in El Salvador, to just backtrack a little bit more. I was born in El Salvador in 1996, and I came to the United States in 2006. So I was there for 10 years of my life. And it was interesting to come to another country, you know, learn the language, learn anything, everything there is to know about the new country and everything that comes with it. And it was still the same thing. Whatever you want to do, we'll support you. We'll do our best. Um, by no means we lived, you know, in a in a small apartment, all of us. And I went to the school that was two blocks away. That's where all the complexes were located. And regardless, we always have food on the table. We always had a loving family. Everybody was always healthy. So that to me was good enough to just feel like I had everything in the world just pushing me. And um, I would be catched if I were to fall for whatever reason, Um, because my family made me feel that way. So I really took, held on to that and built what I say um, unapologetically, right? Because I just was myself all the time, anything that I did, it didn't matter who it was there, what was happening, I was always myself. Because I just felt like that's the only thing to be. Some people will like that, some people won't, and it doesn't matter, as long as I feel like that's what's the right thing to do. So I've always kind of felt like that, throughout anything that I've done, whether it was big tasks or it was smaller tasks. It doesn't matter. I always tried to stay my authentic self. And that really helped me build a lot of connections. Those connections that then made me feel even more comfortable jumping onto another project, jumping onto another task, even changing careers at some point, because that's what I did. Um I wanted to be a police officer and then Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to- be a police officer but then I found out that I have to have a green card at least to even start the program and I'm a doctor recipient because I came here um, when I was 10 so I qualified under the dreamers got my work permit was able to go to work go to school and um, I really wanted to be a police officer I was studying criminal justice And then I was like, you know what? I'm already going to learn this in the police academy. Let me pick up a new skill. And I said, you know what? I think communication, I mean, they're police officers. I have to communicate with the community. So I think this is a good step. So I take communication. I take an interpersonal communication class more specifically. And I just, the professor, she was amazing. Um, She's the reason why I think I followed that professor path I don't know if I ever said that to her, we lost connection, but I just, that just felt like the right thing to do. So I completely changed my police route. I had already been working towards that for three years, but I was like, you know what? It's a dead end, no matter how more I push it. So let me change my career. And I decided to be a communication scholar. So um, certain things happened with the DACA program during all of this time. And every single time, it was super anxiety inducing at the moment because I was like, oh my God, if they take my permit, then I won't be able to work, go to school. What am I going to do? You know, you freak out. Um, But even so, I still wouldn't really let that affect me from going towards what I wanted. Because whether I worked on myself or not, that same time was still going to pass. So I just had to do whatever I had to do, whatever my gut told me that I had to do. And I had to go with it. And that turned into getting my bachelor's in communication. And then I had another mentor that I met then who encouraged me to do the master's program. And um, during that time, I wasn't very confident in myself there was a a lot of things that I was going on psychologically that made me feel like I wasn't good enough, made me feel like I'm just a girl that came to this country like 15 years ago. I don't belong here, right? And then she was like, she just really encouraged me to push, to push, to push. And my gut told me to just do it, even though my brain was telling me, you're not smart enough, you can't do it, like it's too much. But my gut was like, no, like you have to do it. If you don't, you will have remorse, you will feel guilty. So I was like, you know what? I called another mentor of mine. And then I said, hey, this is what's happening. What do I do? And he said to me, well, if you apply and get in, cool. If you apply and don't get in, cool. But if you don't apply, you will never know. So then um, that's when I began to follow my gut even more. So the past two, two and a half years, it's just been like, whatever my gut is, te- is telling me to do, I will do it. Um, and then
0: I'll take it from there. <laughs> so wait, how did that lead you to then starting a business? Because you're a professor and you're a business owner. So I'm curious about that part of your story too. Okay.
1: So when I was in grad school, um, there is a program I cast at Cal State LA, which is where I went to school, and they have a program where when you're going through your master's you can also be working as a ta teachers associate and basically i get to teach the com 1100 oral communication course which is a basic course every student has to take it at the university level and i was allowed to teach that course for the duration of my program so for two years and during that time, I was at a family gathering and there was this gentleman and his wife and they were talking about their business, which is marketing. And I was like, hey, I do I do a little bit of marketing. I'm a communication professor. So we kind of connected, it, it, just, it was just a conversation. We got to know each other, we vibed. And then two years later, he calls me, his name's Carlos. He's the CEO of the company now of Atelier Staffing. And he calls me and he's like, hey, Janet, and then I was like, hey, and then he's like, hey, remember two years ago we talked about this? And I was like, yes, I remember. And he's like, well, I have an idea for you. Um, it's an idea for a company that I want to start. And I would really like for you to run this with me, to do this with me. So we started working together June 7th. We launched the company online at TaylorStaffing.com. And it's all history from there. But yeah. Um, I went from being a professor to now completing my contract in December to then running my company full time. And that's what my gut is telling me to do because this company needs me, it's my baby and I have to be there full time. So I, my gut told me that I needed to stop teaching for a moment after I finished my contract this semester and then just run the company full time. So I have now just switched my careers three, twice, um, and I feel 1000% happy about
0: it. There's so much that you said, um, I'm trying to process and I'm like, how do I respond to every, everything that she said? Cause, um, there's something about you, you keep repeating, like, I followed my gut. I followed my gut. And that's the topic of the show is following your gut unapologetically. But then I'm thinking about folks who struggle because you've been able to it sounds like it probably isn't, but just the way you describe it, seamlessly transition from one career to another. Probably wasn't seamless in the moment, but the way you describe it, you're like, oh yeah, I was able to do this and then this and then this. And other folks, especially academics though, cause I, I have a big network of academics, really struggle with this idea of like, like how do I transition? You know, How do I transition to another job or who am I if I am not an academic and, and there's a lot from you in terms of like the your upbringing and the the assets like the uh I don't know if it's like cultural assets or uh, um it's all the things that your your parents instilled in you of like believing in yourself and supporting you that has helped you almost gain this confidence to be able to switch from one thing to the next to the next knowing that you'll be okay no matter what Mm -hmm. and so I would love for you to expand a little bit more on like this concept of following your gut like when did it become a thing like when did you realize oh that's actually what I do because I do that too and for me it's like I think about it as a kind of intuition as just like trusting all all the knowledge and wisdom that I've gained over time that my body has gained even without me even realizing it and Mm -hmm. that my body then sends me signals it's like data like this is the right thing this is the wrong thing and it's never failed me. I've never regretted any decision that I've made when I followed my gut. But tell me about your interpretation of that, like following your gut, and how how it became a thing for you.
1: Ooh, thank you for saying that because now it helps me understand how how mine is so different. Um, to touch on the seamlessly part for a moment, I actually feel that way about it. I feel. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> it's no, not like that for a lot of people. <laughs> there was, There's definitely been roadblocks and a lot of issues that happened in the transition. But regardless, I just feel like everything that I did somehow is related to the other. For example, police work was intrinsically related to the communication because I knew that by picking up this, I was going to be a better police officer right so then when I couldn't do that because of my documents I don't I'm not a citizen I was like well I really like this communication course so let me write out my communication and let me see what comes out of it right so I'm doing this degree and I get to almost earning my bachelor's degree and I know what I want to do which is marketing I was going to do that which is perfect so when I met Um, Carlos from he wanted to start atelier staffing, it was marketing. So I met the right person who then called me two years later to do uh, marketing PR being the business owner of the company. So I very much feel when I look at it in a pattern, if I look at the timeline, it does look very, very seamlessly. So that's why I feel that way towards it. But definitely during the moment, There was a lot of, what what do I do? Um, Is this the right decision? I don't even know, but this is what just feels, this is what makes me happy, so this is what I have to do. So um, it all has worked out, thankfully. And I honestly, that's why I say that I'm privileged because that comes with, I feel like it's, it's privilege because people who don't have that cushion per se, not that I have it, but I feel like I do because my parents made me feel like it was there. Um, that's what helps me just, okay, well, this is what makes me feel happy, then this is what I have to do. So that's what, um, what I mean by follow my gut. I guess for me, it's a combination of both logical and my gut, because my body tells me that this is what I have to do, but then it has to make logical sense in my brain to actually execute, this change so every the two changes that I've made are because my body wanted them but also because my body told me okay well if I do this my pros and cons list if I do this are there more pros or are there more cons if there is a lot more pros I'll do it if it's somewhere in between or more cons then I won't do it and um, that's what I've kind of followed through since I three years ago I think is when I noticed that that I do this but if I look back at it in hindsight, there I started to be this way. I think more so in my second year of community college. I did three years of community college before I transferred to CasA de LA for my bachelor's.
0: that's um that's really interesting. Also, congrats. I love having community college graduates on the podcast and you know, hearing the transfer stories. That's huge, that, plus. Know being undocumented like those are all stories that we need to hear more um about um especially because you you're saying i'm so privileged and you'd think that someone of your background of your identity might not feel that way but you have been and um when you talk about following your gut and you're talking about how it's it's both like how you're feeling but also logical i think about that as like the you know you you've Acquired the skill of being able to like self reflect and assess a situation in a way where you trust yourself and you trust your judgment. And I think yeah. not everybody has that skill. It's, it's something that you have to gain over time. And sometimes you have to like get uncomfortable and try new things. And that's what has allowed me to follow my gut in my situation. It's like being courageous and taking leaps. And that has helped me to just trust the next step. So I think that's, that's, um, a really kind of powerful message to share with the audience. Um, I would love to also hear a little bit more about, you know, what it's been like to navigate being a business owner. Like, do you have folks in your family who have, you know, had started a business? Like, it's kind of a big deal and it's a big leap to take this on and to run it full time and to let go of, you know, a professor job, which is a good job and um very you know people would consider like respectable They're like oh you're a professora to now being a business owner that's a big shift so what has that been like for you um
1: everything that I talk about any part of my story I just I see the 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 hard times but I never look at them that way I think I think a lot of how I'm explaining my my life and what's happened. It's because of my attitude. Um I do know people with my similar story, but they don't feel privileged. They actually feel like they've been like they've had all these um what's that word that I'm looking They've had all these obstacles, right? Yeah. But I don't I don't the DACA, yes, it's an obstacle, but I've never felt like it was because whether it's there or not, I just always felt like I was going to succeed because it's been instilled in me since I was little. It was drilled in me in the police program that I was in because it was very like, trust yourself, assess the situation, what's right, what's wrong, think about everything. So I've learned a lot of skills and I've been able to use them in different situations. So that's what I think has helped me strengthen them even more and following the um, switching the company. I So my dad, he is a business owner. He works in construction. He came to the United States, I think in 2001, you know, sweeping the supermarket under the table um, to then stocking the shelves, to then doing something else, to then learning about construction, which he's been doing now for over 20 years. So he has, he has this brain. I just I just want to be as smart as him, you know? I really want to be as smart as him and then surpass him because that's what he would want. He would want me to be better. He raised me, he gave my family everything so, so we could be better. So I see him being this way. I see him thinking about how his business could be better. I see him grow. I see him try new things, even though they're scary. So that's, he's my model. you know. I see him doing that. I see him taking leaps. So I feel like I can do it too. Um, And I feel confident and comfortable that I can learn how to do anything. And that's really what helps me try anything even though I am not, um, I guess you would say qualified. I don't have a business degree. So what do I know about running a business? But what I do have are a lot of skills I'm really good at problem solving. I'm really good at making friends. I'm really good at making connections. So it doesn't matter what I don't know in between, I'll learn it um, because I have these skills. So that's what helps me really just take on this new task of running a company and um, seeing it like long-term, like this company to us is gonna be the apple of the staffing, you know, that's the goal. And that's a really big goal. But all of us in the team feel the same way. We all have the same mentality. We all have the same hunger and drive. So the people that I surround myself with as well just increase my, my um, self-awareness and they just increase the positivity that I have and how I feel about myself and my future.
0: Do you feel like um, like... What impact did since this is grad school fundraising? Like, what impact did your graduate program have on on this? Because you you know you are very confident in your skill set. You're comfortable with new, doing new things. Like you said, you don't have a business degree, but I think most business owners, including myself, would have to agree that you don't need a business degree to start a business. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> Sometimes it can hold you back. Like my husband has a whole ass MBA, and I don't think it was helpful, <laughs> but I'm curious, like, um, yeah, like what impact did, did getting a graduate degree have? I know I've used a lot of my skills from getting a PhD and I'm using them now and starting Grad School mentoring, and setting it up as an LLC. So just curious to hear from you about that.
1: So all these skills that I'm describing, I've had them, but I didn't know about it until I entered the grad program. So everything you see, a lot of it is because of the grad program. Um, like I said, I didn't even think that I belonged there. So I get there, and just Cal State LA is just so amazing. If anybody communication program, go to Cal State LA. go to Cal State LA, They're amazing. They just they gave me everything. They gave me everything. Um, and I just graduated in May.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. I didn't know it was that soon.
1: <laughs> I just graduated. This, um, Emmeline is first year. Um, I was, I was her second year. Now she's a second year I graduated.
0: Yeah. And for folks listening, Emmeline is, um, one of our former guests. She's been on the podcast, not once, but twice. Ooh. So I'm happy to have, um, folks from Cal State LA, I don't know what it is about, I've heard really good things about Cal State LA. I don't think I've had anybody tell me something negative about Cal State LA, at least not yet. (laughs) That's (laughs) volume. Yes, and I think that's, the you know, I've heard really good things about Cal State, specifically Cal State LA, and and I don't think we kind of toot the Cal State horn horn enough in in terms of how um, impactful the programs are to their graduates. So, I think we're getting ready to wrap up the the podcast and I wanted to see, you know, what closing thoughts did you have? Any like final messages or words of advice? Maybe there's someone who is like you getting, you know, ready to graduate from their master's program, trying to figure out what's next and afraid, you know, afraid of taking a leap of trying something new. What kind of advice would you give to a listener or closing thoughts, anything (laughs)
1: Yeah, so to answer that question, I'll share a story with you. So I recently started a podcast of my own as well. It's called Starting Thoughts Podcast. And I have about 13 videos up. And um, the reason why I started that podcast is because I had been wanting to for a really long time, but I just never had the confidence to do it. And then I get to the grad program and the grad program just gives me all this confidence and I really want to do this podcast. So I put myself out there and I throw it out there and I start talking to my little brother, my dad, my friends about just different topics. And as I grow that podcast, it has really helped me understand that even though I knew nothing about how to do a podcast. I had to learn how to edit a little bit. I needed to learn how to clean my computer so that the storage, I would have enough to edit. And I actually even messed up my computer through the process. I had to reset it. I lost all of my documents, um, but now I have storage. So I have just not done the best job that I know that I could do with the podcast but it doesn't matter because i am 100 percent proud of every single video that i've put out there because every single video gets better and the only reason why that's happening is because i know that even though i'm not very skilled in putting that together and i quite honestly didn't know what i was doing when i started i did it anyway Um, I had nobody to go to for advice because in my area, I'm the one that's doing that. And I just decided to do it anyway. You know, I don't care if I don't have, I didn't even have a camera. I went to go buy an iPhone so that I could use the iPhone to record. Um, and then I was using a little 99 cent store thing to hold the phone and I bought a microphone, but I didn't, I still this day don't know how to use it. So um I have a things.
0: microphone and I don't even use I'm not using it right now. <laughs> you don't need a. you don't need a lot. That's the thing that people don't realize It's like yeah, you actually you don't need do. a lot to get started. You don't need a lot of knowledge, you don't need a lot of tech, you know. You, all you need is that desire to want to get started and then to to do it. <laughs>
1: So that, that's, thank you for saying that. That's the advice that I'm getting to with my story that like, you just, you don't really need a lot. You don't need a lot of anything and you don't need a lot of knowledge to start something that you just really want to start. Because if this is what you really want to do then just do it, you learn on the way. Um, in my experience, I, I, I have the support of a lot of people behind me. I recognize that not a lot of people have that. So um, my advice would just be do what you can if you know that you can do it. Um, Going back to the logically, you can wander with all your body, but if it doesn't make sense in your brain, trust that as well and try to find something in the middle. So um, I never leave just cause, but if I do feel like doing it, I'll take a little bit of time to just make sure that it's safe and then I'll do it. Um, That advice has really helped me with anything whether it's a big decision or a little decision it's the same process and I really think that that has helped me build trust in myself and when you trust yourself you exude that so other people trust you and then it just becomes your reality eventually um takes years and years and years but it it eventually gets there so I think those would be my my final best words and to um, support my podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to get to next. So the the last thing I usually ask folks is if people, you know, resonate with what you said and want to connect, want to stay in touch, want to support, how can they reach you? So definitely let us know about how to listen to your podcast and how to be in touch with you.
1: Yes, so currently I am only on YouTube, going back to the, I'm still figuring it out. So my videos on YouTube, it's under Starting Thoughts Podcast. And I have an Instagram account as well called Starting Thoughts Podcast as well, and um, those are the only two platforms that I have going on right now. On uh, next year, I plan to do a launch after I finish my contract. I will have more time to produce the podcast. So I'm um, definitely major things, really nice things coming, and I'm really excited to finally get the time to develop that project.
0: That's so wonderful. That's really exciting. I am going to follow you too. I'll add it to the show notes. Um, That way I can see how things develop for you over time. So thank you so much, Jeanette, for coming. It was just such a pleasure to have you, to get to meet you and chat with you and to hopefully now we are part of each other's network.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Thank you so much. This is exactly what I'm about. You know, my company is about employing people. So that's where the networking came from. And now my podcast, you know, I'll interview you next Yay. time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's do it. Whenever you're ready, the The window is open whenever. All right, Jeanette, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me in the Grad School Fem Touring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or email me your review at gradschoolfemturing at gmail.com. You can also show your support by going to gradschoolfemtoring.com and joining my mailing list where you'll receive weekly tips, podcasts and blog updates, as well as discounts for my digital downloads, online courses, and much more. One last thing. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Until next time.